Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, June 10th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we get back into our text from 2 Timothy, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, in the reading and hearing of your word, we have a glimpse of what it is to be in community. And we have a glimpse of what it means for your spirit to permeate our lives and our relationships drawing us closer to you and to others. Pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen now to the first nine verses of the first chapter of 2 Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed then of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel relying on the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what's your favorite piece of random trivia? Well, my friend, I think it's more a matter of um, what's my latest piece of random trivia. So... We were watching a movie the other night, um, Stephen King's movie, Christine. Um, it's about a car that is possessed. And sure, um, sure, sure. it's so good. I mean, the <laughs> book is better, but it's so good. So I realized watching it that one of the actors in it is Florence Welch's uncle from Florence and the Machine. Really? <laughs> uh-huh. So she's British. Uh, this actor, uh, John Stockton, not to be confused with the basketball player, he, um, his sister went over to work in London. She's an academic. And yes, uh, that is uh, his niece. So there you go. That's Boom. Good one. My other constant one is that, uh, you know, Waylon Jennings was in Buddy Holly's band. Um, so apparently they're all just uh, arts and trivia. I know a lot of like rhetoric trivia, which <laughs> nobody wants to know. Anyway. Give, give us one. No. What about you? <laughs> 
Because mine, mine's a, mine's a literary one. Uh, it, it of connects, course it, it is. It connects, is it Russian? It connects. No, it's actually not. It's American. It okay. uh, connects my two favorite thing: American uh, and dogs. I actually think I've actually told you this one before, uh, and it's that um, John Steinbeck, uh, his first draft of of Mice and Men, was half eaten by his dog, and yeah. he had no copy uh and it was and and, and then he invented the copy machine and then he invented the copy machine <laughs> that would be a fantastic follow-up to that but in a letter he said i couldn't be mad at my dog because i think they were just acting critically <laughs> that reminds me of another piece of trivia i know which is neil gaiman mm-hmm. his son married a daughter from Asheville, north carolina like really? they live in Asheville, so Neil Gaiman could be walking around Asheville, and I'm going to keep my eyes out. That's a that's that is a good one. A lot of his, a lot of his stories, even though they don't take place in the South, they have kind of a Southern Gothic feel to them. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he goes. And there some you time. go. There you go. But to our scripture, um, you know, this past week was Pentecost Sunday, though one week minus ordination Sundays, where we get to wear. Our red stoles and paint our nails red. If and, you want to join and me, I'll, I'll do. I'll just. I'll do my toes, but you won't be able to see them. Um, but you know, this is this is. Uh, you know, the joke was that Presbyterians only talk about the Spirit on this Sunday, but I think you and I do a pretty good job of talking about the Spirit. But this is one that we specifically focus on the Spirit. It's part of our church calendar to to pay attention to this. So, what does this passage in Timothy tell us about the Holy Spirit? I also, I want to say a little something that you just mentioned first, which is um, if you are talking about Jesus, you're talking about the spirit. Mm. If you're talking about God, you're (laughs) talking about the spirit, right? We believe in the triune God. So regardless of name, we are still identifying that divine force. So fight me (laughs) uh, is what I want to say. (laughs) So, right. Paul is so interesting here. So when Paul says in this letter, Um, I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did. What he means is he came from a long line of faithful Jews who worshiped and knew they were worshiping the one true God. For Paul, Jesus Christ is now the manifestation. Mm -hmm. And um, so what he wants for Timothy, I think what he longs for is that Timothy would also have a clear conscience um, and live into who God is calling him to be. And so it says, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God. Rekindle that Holy Spirit fire that you got in your baptism that the church was given on Pentecost. Um, And remember that because you have the Holy Spirit, you're not given a spirit of cowardice. You're given a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. And the more I read this, I read, you know, power gets, I think, a bad rap. Um, We see Jesus is powerless, although I think 50% of the time in the Gospels he was mad and showing some sort of forcefulness. Mm -hmm. That's totally like an off the top of my head, not a real (laughs) thing. Um, And we also see power misused in so very many ways. But I think what Paul is saying is that we have been given a spirit of power in order to live out love, in order to live out self-discipline, that we have this power, we get it, or we are granted it by relying on God, and that because we have been given so much, we're actually called to live out God's purposes, what God has called us to. 
And so I do think it's a different kind of power um, because it is always power in service to God's will. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, no, I, th- I think that's absolutely right. It's Jesus has, has redefined power, which is, and this is helping to explain that to us, right? Yeah. That this, the spirit of power is not one of, of domination of lording over, but it's, it's a grassroots power that, that spreads out and brings in. Um, and so I think that's absolutely what the Holy Spirit is doing here in the sense of power. I was going to say something and I lost my train of thought because you said that was so great what you said about no, power. And I had no idea. It was something oh, I said about rekindling. It was the oh, rekindling. Gotcha. <laughs> it was the rekindling of, of, you know, this again, we come back to this, uh, this, this metaphor of flame uh, and that at least in my life, it has always been the spirit who has rekindled my faith, uh, who has rekindled uh, my passion, who has rekindled my desire to do work in the world, uh, that it's it's the spirit uh, flanning, fanning the flame um, uh, that of that, that's already there, you know. You know, I, we have talked in this podcast about how I felt like earlier this year I was going through kind of like this dry season in my faith. And I was thinking about this idea of rekindling. You know, if you've ever had a campfire and it's burning down and there are embers and coals, you put more fuel on it, but you also poke around at it. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To kind of stir that up. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I was going through that kind of feeling just spiritually dry, I started trying new things. I started poking around. Mm. Um, I started reading sermons of um, ministers who've gone before me that I admire, and I started reading the Psalms. And that, it has rekindled for me. Um, And that is all God's work. But I do think that um, claiming that I needed to rekindle it Mm. is what really helped. Do you know what I mean? There's There's this tension in our faith, which is we don't do it. It is God working through us. However, we have been given agency and choice and how we use that will either rekindle or quench, I think. I think to to continue with with the metaphor of, you know, uh, sometimes sometimes when you have the embers under there, the... um, the the ash uh, and and what is burned around it can cover the ember uh, and, mm-hmm. and it creates this coat and it kind of uh, seals it in and, and can prevent a flame from going up uh, and it's and so it is kind of sometimes the removal of junk <laughs> the mm-hmm. removal of past guilt and shame the removal of apathy uh, that uh, then when the the blowing the wind of the spirit catches that ember that's already there then that rekindles and the flame comes up again um, you know what the kind of like antithesis I think of this passage is is the um, you know don't be a lukewarm Christian uh, the Lord God will spit you out of his mouth mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't think God wants us to be people who don't dream or people who don't do or people who don't recognize that we have this power in Christ. Um, But that always we know those things, we know them as a gift of God and we use them in service to God. Mm -hmm. Um, And I fail over and over again. And yet I still think it is a long obedience, right? In the same direction, Mm -hmm. in the words of huge Eugene (laughs) Peterson. (laughs) Well, and it was it's and that ties into something you said earlier this week when when you and I were talking about this passage that 
it's it's that spirit of security um, versus that spirit of anxiety and insecurity uh, that that gives us the ability uh, to go out and do all the things that you just said. Mm, absolutely. I'm going to take us in a little bit of a different direction. This is a poem by T.S. Eliot called Little Gidding. And the poem is so long, but here are two stanzas. (laughs) The dove descending breaks the air with flame of incandescent terror, of which the tongues declare the one discharge from sin and error. The only hope or else despair lies in the choice of pyre, of pyre, to be redeemed from fire, by fire. Who then devised the torment? Love. Love is the unfamiliar name behind the hands that wove the intolerable shirt of flame which human power cannot remove. We only live, only suspire, consumed by either fire or fire. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.